Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In today's podcast, I was so delighted to be joined by my new friend, Joey Thomas. And this is one that I just resonated with so much. Joey is talking about the fact that tomorrow is always going to be a new day. There is always a new beginning and the good times and the bad times don't last forever. Uh, this is a really wise conversation that I hope that you enjoy as much as I enjoyed having it. Joe, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you, Anne. Thanks for asking me to come. Oh, I'm delighted. We've only known each other for not so long, but I've been enjoying all your chats, so I'm delighted to have you on the podcast. Tell us a wee bit about you. Ah, let's see. I am American. I come from Detroit. I came from Detroit to the People's Republic of Leith uh, <laughs> near Edinburgh <laughs> uh, in 1994. So I've lived now more than half my life in Scotland. I have two daughters who are adults. And the way I spend most of my time, because I'm still working, is uh, I'm an organizational consultant in a small Scottish consultancy called Animate. And we work with charities and public sector doing a whole whole range of things so that people feel better when they're at work. Yeah, wonderful, so. wonderful. Now, we, as I mentioned, we have spoken to each other a lot in the last couple of months. And I've asked you to come on the podcast and also reminded you that I, I don't ask any of my guests to tell me what they know for sure before we sit here and speak. So I'm really excited to know, Joey, what do you know for sure? Wow, what do I know for sure? I was really, really trying to, yeah, I bottomed this out before I came to speak to you. And so the statement that I came up with might might sound like a little bit of a paradox, but what I know for sure is tomorrow is a new day and we don't know what it will bring. Mm -hmm. Like it's so obvious in one sense, but... So often we think we do know what's going to happen tomorrow and we can, yeah, get stuck with that. So what I know for sure is tomorrow's a new day Yeah, and we also don't know what it's going to bring. Yeah, I resonate with that that so much, just so much, Joette. What was it that made you realise that that was the thing you knew for sure? Well, as you know, I probably like all people, well, no, for sure like all people, I've been in some dark places in my life, and sometimes when we're in dark places, it can start to feel a bit unbearable for all sorts of reasons. So in 2019, I was diagnosed with progressive MS, and uh, that's taken me to some very dark places, and I'm sure it will do again as I carry on in life. So thinking about tomorrow being another day, uh, sometimes life feels unbearable, but we know that humans have survived all kinds of seemingly unbearable conditions and events. And some of those people actually go on to thrive in the aftermath of those. And so I think trying to, yeah, remember that um, in our darkest places, uh, we can help ourselves by remembering that tomorrow's a better day. Yeah. And yeah, I was you know thinking about what help, what helps me, when I might feel kind of stuck or a bit wallowing and maybe a bit hopeless, that I think the the first thing that helps me move towards tomorrow is reaching out to someone else. I think, you know, we, we kind of know that, that we know it from our own lived experience. And I think science tells us too that contact with another, whether that's, on, you know, on the phone or uh, if we can get a hug, <laughs> there's a lot of 
of we, yeah that it feels good to connect with someone and i think that connecting with someone helps us move out of ourselves which makes it easier to to believe that something else is is possible and just remembering that nothing stays the same my ms has really brought my life into kind of a focus on today and how's today and how am i today so you know thinking about today and remembering that tomorrow is is going to be different is is useful if i'm having a bad day yeah to to remember that yeah i think that that experience and i if i just share one one other little thing because i think nothing stays the same yeah we I, i feel like i know that for sure too and that's part of tomorrow is another day yeah which means it won't be today again i think that some sometimes we might have to take action to move ourselves towards mm-hmm. something else that time and things changing is inevitable and sometimes we might have you know i think about my own you know when i feel angry or disappointed or frustrated or uh, sad i think of these kind of warning emotions not bad emotions or bad feelings but feelings that are telling me that i i probably need to do something yeah uh, t- to shift things Yeah. Um so you know knowing that nothing stays the same but some sometimes we have to take action to to kick things into to shifting and I just was going to you know I was thinking about that I was going to just share this little anecdote because when I was a child one of my aunts took her own life and the circumstances around that as they always are were really tragic but what I was quite young and I think one of the things that it meant is that when i was growing up my father told me a, a few times really probably from teenage years onward to remember that i could call from anywhere anytime and he would buy me a plane ticket to anywhere i wanted to go mm-hmm. so this idea that you know make a door to move or to get out uh if you can and that you know so sometimes we have to take action yeah. and you know for myself with if i think of my ms uh there are things i can do so i'm just sitting with that nothing stays the same mm-hmm. the the good stuff doesn't stay good and the hard stuff doesn't stay hard and we kind of want to prepare ourselves to kind of surf <laughs> surf the ups and downs of life yeah because yeah tomorrow tomorrow is a new day uh-huh. and you know that that saying and i think uh, others will have heard it that you know there's there's not much that a good night's sleep won't solve yeah and there's something really true about that or you know like oh things are clear in the light of day i think that we have some phrases we're familiar with that point to that like just hold on things things are going to change when we're in a really dark place i think that's yeah important to remember yeah so much wisdom and all of that joy and mm. if i can take you back to something you said near the start about how in 2019 and you got that diagnosis and some were really dark days but you would be like tomorrow is a new day how many times did you have to say that to yourself to you actually see the evidence in your life yeah that's a, that's interesting and because i think you know to get a diagnosis of an incurable illness or to experience a bereavement or you know so, sometimes there are things that uh, are not going to go away and for me definitely the first stage of that was sh- was shock yeah. so you know when you ask me how long did it take i think my immediate thought is i probably spent a year just kind of blown out by it yeah. <laughs> uh and really struggling not to be in a dark place you know i mentioned reaching out to others De- definitely that's what 
helped me hold on for tomorrow and get to a place where I could, you know, adjust my mindset in the way that I'm talking to you about now. Easier some days than others, but I believe that I know that that's true. And I think that, you know, it kind of is like one day at a time for people in recovery and things. There's something really powerful about remembering this is what's happening now, but it's not one day at a time. Tomorrow's a new day. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you mentioned there something that, that I do see often as well about how the bad times don't last forever, but neither do the good times. And there's that real notion in there that when I'm having a really nice time, I now at some point try to pause if I remember, be like, this is a really good time, enjoy it, take it all in. Don't get, don't pick up your phone. Don't get lost in nonsense. You know, don't get annoyed about something silly because look at the day you're having. You know, look at the yeah. time you're having. And just really 100%. feel it all because... I think when you have low times, those actually, those moments of life are the bits that bring you back, aren't they? They're the bits that change the bad days, aren't they? Because you've got all these memories because how wonderful to be able to think about the good times. Yeah. And, you know, Em, when I'm listening to that, I'm thinking about subconsciously we are telling our brain the evidence to find. (laughs) And, you know, that maybe relates to thinking about everything, you know, nothing stays the same and tomorrow's a new day because, you know, it's like when you buy a new car, you buy a new silver car, suddenly you see silver cars everywhere, but they were already there every day, but your brain wasn't looking for them. And I think when when life feels really hard, we can forget to notice that good stuff that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So having some memories or because I'm like that too, See, the really peak times, I'm always like, oh, Joette, remember, how does it smell? What do you see? What's happening? Like, really Uh drink it in. And then it kind of is like a flotation device Mm -hmm. uh, that we can remember those things. And and we can put what's happening now that feels really hard in a bigger picture that might help us, yeah, get Mm -hmm. on to tomorrow. Uh Something else that you said, which uh, I liked because it just resonates with what I do as well, it's about doing something and it was like that calling upon us all to take ownership over our own lives and I find this fascinating because and as you know I've had a journey as well with illness and still a lot of the time I'm rebuilding myself it's just nobody can see it because nobody can see a brain injury there's that real notion for me that I need to take ownership of this there isn't anything external that can help me anymore it has to be me and I, when I reflect on it, I feel so lucky that I sort of realised that very early on. That I realised, right, so the doctors have done everything they can do. They've fixed the brain. They've put some platinum in the brain. It's all on me now. So, aha, uh-huh, they could give me some physiotherapy and a wee bit of psychology here and a wee bit of this there. But actually, it's down to me. Nobody external can affect us now. It's down to me. It's on me. That didn't feel like a scary place, that felt like an empowering place. But equally, I hear other people sometimes and they're talking about something that's going on in their life and they're always waiting for they, I don't know what they're going to do. So they look to the external, I don't know what my work's going to do, I don't know what my doctor's going to do, I don't know what my spouse is going to do. And it's like, well, that's a really, I feel like a really vulnerable place to be in for me. So do you think that taking ownership of your journey and encouraging others, as you do perhaps in, in your work as well. Has that been an easy journey for you to take ownership? You know, uh, when I w- was a kid, and I think my aunt's suicide was part of this, and there were some other events, my dad had a nervous breakdown. And we're in the 1970s, late 1970s, he discovered Dr. Wayne Dyer and the power of positive thinking. And uh, he would say that saved his life. 
So I was raised, although I was like, oh, dad, shut up. <laughs> I was raised hearing things like, you'll see it when you believe it. Yeah. If it's to be, it's up to me. So weirdly, and when you pose that question, it immediately brings that to mind for me. I think I was kind of primed or the, you know, the early work was in me to be able to do that because those phrases, if it's to be, it's up to me and you'll see it when you believe it have stayed in me always. And I think that, you know, you're really putting me in touch with what resource they were for me to draw on when the shock wore off, you know, because the kind of MS I have is not what most people have. There's no treatments, there are no drugs. I have what's called primary progressive, which means from the very beginning, it just progresses. And what I would say is, although I was only diagnosed in 2019, I've clearly had it for decades. Yeah. So, and I'm very lucky because at 55, uh, my physical disability and, and any other symptoms are quite low level for someone who's had primary progressive MS for, for so many years. But absolutely, I think that mindset, the importance of just what you what you're saying too, okay, nobody's going to make this right, but I can do some things. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so funny that you've you've brought up Wayne Dyer. You know that I'm a great fan of him, and I've probably said his name countless times on this podcast. And when I woke up in hospital and understood what had happened to me, that took a while, obviously, after having a brain aneurysm. And I remember after I had understood it and everybody had gone home and I was sitting just sort of trying to string a thought together to myself and I had this notion of that's why, that is why Wayne Dyer came into your life in 2009 for me. That is why you've been doing all this stuff that you've done for so long. And I had a wee wee mini tablet and every night in the hospital I would put on Wayne Dyer the shift, which is on YouTube, I'm sure it shouldn't be, but it is. And so anybody can watch it. And I watched that every night for probably six months. Because wow. his voice soothes me because I loved him. I've seen him live as well. And I've got all his books and I've listened to I mean, there's so much stuff on Wayne Dyer that nobody's, even though he's no longer with us, nobody's like going to run out of any stuff any anytime soon. And it was something about how he gave me reassurance through this wee tablet that I was going to be okay and that it was on me. And if it's on me, then that gives me a lot of power, doesn't it? Because it's for nobody Absolutely. else to decide. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, that they, you know, in there again, I'm brought back to I hear I hear you, you got your mindset in a place that has served you since then, like I'm describing to me. And I think my, you know, my little what I know for sure, tomorrow's a new day and we don't know what it will bring. And I just I'm going to say one more thing about that piece of what I know for sure, if that's OK, because I think it really chimes in uh-huh. to to what you're saying. Yeah, I moved here in 1994, and in 1995, I worked with a woman who actually then became my best friend. And we had the same birthday, 9th of March, celebrated together for 18 years, and the last one we celebrated together was her 50th. And three weeks later, she died of an asthma attack. And I never knew her to have asthma. She had walnut allergies. I've seen her have to use an EpiPen for that. But I never knew her to have asthma, and it killed her in an instant. And, you know, I've said since that time, it's nearly 10 years, that, you know, Mandy's final gift to me on the 30th of March, 2013, was to know that there's no promise of tomorrow, yeah. you know, for me or the people I love. And, and really what I took from that is live every day and love every day, because the metaphorical tomorrow might, you know, might never happen. Yeah. And I've really, since then, 
I do my best. The phrase I use, I try to grab every day with both hands yeah. <laughs> because, uh, you know, with my diagnosis on the, you know, the pandemic, all of that really, you know, we never know now what's coming tomorrow. That's so and interesting. Because when I do, I do talks about what happened to me and it came out of the blue, my brain aneurysm, as you know, came out of the blue completely. And so when I used to do that, that talk that I did before the pandemic, not everybody in the room was getting that things can change very, very quickly. Whereas I think everybody gets that now, don't they? Why? And I think, <laughs> I'm sure that makes some people scared. It makes me grateful because I don't know when it's mm-hmm. going to change, I think. So I think that probably depends on your perspective as well, doesn't it? But what I also love there, and your lovely dad who says, whatever ever happens, I will send you a plane ticket. And that was great that he said that to you. But I love that, the phrase, make a door to move feels that's one I'm going to take off you and be using I think because make a door to move like always have something else that you can go to what does that mean for you make a door to move yeah I think it's you know it's like what's a step towards better you know and I think that you know sometimes I think that's what we often you know if I'm having a dark night of the soul Mm -hmm. I'm usually thinking something big picture I'm quite overwhelmed with the worst case scenario you know that kind of thing but What's true is what's right here right now. And what might a step towards better be? Like I said about reaching out to someone, uh, Mm -hmm. counting my blessings. You know, we were just talking about being in touch with all the good stuff that's, you know, there's for most of us, most of the time, there's good stuff in amongst the hard stuff. Not always true, but, you know, most of us can find those things. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, it kind of comes back to mindset too. It's about, no, you know, look towards better, a small thing. What's the, what's the next small thing you can do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, because we chatted about it recently, that minds us, what's the next right step? You say, what's the next right step? Uh-huh. That's right. And it's like, I yeah. just need to know the next right step. And even sometimes the next right step is to just take a rest because actually you're knackered. Or the next right step, as I was sharing with you, is just is to say, no, I don't want that piece of work. That's not yeah. resonating for me, so no. And I think it's just like, as long as I've got faith that I'll make the right next decision, I'll make the right next step, then I actually don't need to worry about the 10th step or the 100th step, because I'll know when I get there. Yeah. Is how I feel about it. And so as you look to the future then, with tomorrow being a new day, does this, this, are you glad that you know this for sure? Do you think life will be better knowing this for sure? I I think life is better for for me knowing that for sure and you know I think uh, I mentioned I have two daughters so that's I've always raised them to say, to just what we're talking about nothing stays the same no matter how like drink up all that good stuff and when it's you know your darkest hour remember it's not going to stay that way and yeah that, and I think you know for me that that's a resource that I can bring to dark times whether they're something personal or something in work or the world stage oh my god I could be overwhelmed by all the darkness on the world stage right now but I'm old enough to know this too will pass it's not going to pass soon but it is going to pass it's because the world is overwhelming isn't it just now like you watch the news my kids have actually been a bit like going to turn the news off when we come in mum we don't want to watch the news quite as much as you and 
I think sometimes the world seems so maddening, I think. But it's just because we've got access to it all. I mean, in the 1930s and 40s, the world felt mad. When there was Hitler and Stalin and Mussolini, the world world felt really, really mad then too. You just didn't have newsreaders telling you about it 24 hours a day. That's right. That's right. So and these crazy the, you know, times have been before, haven't they? And we will find a way through because, of course, oh, we are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, you know, that that final piece, that gift that Mandy gave me about there's no promise of tomorrow and live and love every day. You know, like that. I kind of keep those as my orientation points in a way. You know, if every day I go to bed and I think I've I've lived or I feel like I've been living and I've you know, I'm sh- I'm pretty shameless about telling people I love them always. But see, now I know it makes people uncomfortable and I can trade on being American. <laughs> but see, if I see somebody that I don't see regularly and some people even that I do, I, th- I hug them and I say, I love you. And I think even if it makes them feel uncomfortable, I'm doing it because I need to know if one of us isn't here tomorrow, that's a known fact. Oh, that's just so beautiful, Joette. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me. Thank you, Anne. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching Anne Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching Anne Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, annehughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom. And I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.